Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast and mine, the Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast. I'm one of your hosts, part of the triangle offense, the trifecta, your man 50 Green Hydrico. To my right, we have none other than... It's your boy Cash, a.k.a. Exec P, a.k.a. Two-thirds of DSC. Now, we are missing a big part of the triangle. My man, Prez, the president, a.k.a. Sergeant Airman Corporal Space... Could, uh, yeah, all, all. Raider. <laughs> all of that, all of that. Sea Voyager. The, the biggest Raider fan I know. In the world. And, and most obnoxious Raiders fan. In the, the world. And I can say that because we've actually traveled it. I know, right? All right. But, uh, but yeah, but in all honesty, man, on a serious note, we just want to, you know, offer our prayers for a personal matter that uh, prayers is going through right now, man. Uh, hopefully you guys get through this and you get back on the couch here shortly. But until then, we'll we hold, hold it you, down. We're going to hold you down, prayers. So shout out to prayers, man. So, before we get started, we got to make sure we, we pay homage as well for to sure, the people sure. that, that keep the lights on. Exactly, man. The people that pay the bills each and every month. Without them, there would be no us, so to speak. So, uh, the first Patreon I got is Manuel. Mo money, mo, mo money, mo money. Hey, we appreciate you, Manuel. For sure, for sure. Next one I got is Quay. Quay Quay. We're going to come up with something for you soon. We, we working on it. It's in the works, Quay. But we're going to get you right. We're going to have something for you because they don't know about it. They don't know about Quay Quay. And our next one, we're going to do his full full name so we can, you know, go with this play on the on the words, right? We got Errol Jackson. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh, I am for real. Yes, sir. We got my man Ryan. 24 hours. <laughs> Isn't, that Jack ba- Isn't that Jack Bauer? It sounds better. It sounds better with Jack, Jack Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> there we go. Uh, we got Bird. What happened to that boy? <laughs> Listen, man, we appreciate you, Bird, man. And last but not least, our first uh, patron, Listen, Corey. You can never forget your first. You know why? Because the first is what we like to call exactly, the exactly. foundation. Exactly, exactly. Big ups to Corey, man. So first off, if you want to be on that list, you want to get that shout out, man, just become one of our Patreon subscribers, man. We got three different tiers. We don't discriminate on anyway we take change we take listen however you want one time donations one time jamie tate's been a big big supporter to the program so we got to get jamie here oh we got to yeah yeah, we got to yeah we got to keep him uh we should call him mr fundamentals yeah yeah that's fundamentals because he keep he keeps us in line on a lot of things other than just the podcast that's my boy blue you know what i'm saying (laughs) that's my boy blue that's (laughs) that's that's it and off all our patreon guys just please stay tuned because we're gonna come up with a zoom call for you guys for us to get together and have a nice little class we can talk about episode that you guys want to see and that's just something that we do for our patreon um subscribers so you want to get in on that you want to get on what we got going on please hop on the patreon so let's now that we've got the the business get the business out the way let's get to the episode what we we got going on this week man Man. it's been a fairly 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 good week yeah we're gonna we're gonna keep it light this week in in light of the conversation um we can go a lot of different ways but of course we're gonna discuss uh nick cannon's anti-semitic messages on his uh his podcast Boy, about take, a month ago he, he taking a while or not to a whole new level yeah we're gonna discuss uh the washington team and their new name and then now some all uh sexual allegations it's always amazing how when when once something happened and it just begins to roll downhill it all starts to get exposed yeah we're gonna talk about the nba uh snitching hotline and all the things that's happening in the bubble you know the world of sports right now is just in a complete anarchy man yeah, and uh, thoughts and prayers with Meg the Stallion, uh, but we're gonna address the uh, you know the alleged shooting by Tory Lanes of Meg the Stallion. Now, for all our younger listeners, you may not have seen 
this classic movie called Harlem Nights. But we're going to talk about it as we get into that topic. And because of that movie, unfortunately, when I hear about this, I just laugh. Yeah, and they just jokes. We take it serious now. Yes, gun violence is real. It's real serious. It's very serious. Very serious, but we're going to get a little bit of these jokes off. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then uh last but not least uh what else we got on the docket i think we're just gonna tap into some light music stuff on, on what came out this week and just give you some recommendations we ain't gonna stay too long on that but yeah that that's the gist of it so like i said we gonna we got a quick episode so we're gonna get right to it guys so y'all stay tuned hop on the couch get yourself something to drink and let's get right into it All right, so about a month ago on Nick Cannon's podcast, he had Professor Griff on the line or as a guest. If you don't know who Professor Griff is, he's basically an old member of Public Enemy back in the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, He was let go by Chuck D and Flavor Flav for some anti-Semitic rhetoric involving their music, so he was let go then. Since then, um, that's kind of been some of his speaking points if you know Professor Griff, you kind of just look him up, right? As a result of being on his podcast, Nick Cannon said a few things in there, and they were deemed anti-Semitic. So as a result, Nick Cannon was fired from CBS Viacom. You know, there's been a lot of different takes on it from black folks supporting him to black folks not supporting him to just an all-out, you know, him just being fired and, and what that really means as far as his apology, so on and so forth, the accountability, ownership, and, and, and you name it. You know what I mean? So people have a lot of different thoughts on it, but I kind of wanted to, you know, I, I watched it a little bit, you know, and it, it did make me cringe uh, to a certain degree. Some folks feel like he was justified in it. Some folks don't. Um, but, you know, that's that's kind of where started off with. HUD, and then I'll probably kind of, you know, just ask you in general, how can I say it? His first apology didn't seem sincere. I don't know if you had a chance to read it. Did you have a chance to read it? I did. I did read up on it. So I think we, first off, before we get into it, to make sure all our listeners, because I'm going to be very honest with you. When they first kept saying the anti-Semitic, I was like, what do you do? I, I, just, I just wasn't familiar with the terminology. So as I went and educated myself on it, you know, when it's referring to the Jewish people and kind of some of the things they went through and it kind of got into the the roots of it. And then when you went into what Nick Cannon did, when I looked at his apology, I think you go ahead and for for everybody who who does not know, Cash has got the actual verbiage on what it actually means. Yeah. And I thought it was important to to say that because I I know you very well and I know you're an intelligent man, but just the fact that you didn't know that doesn't make anything wrong with that, but it just, Makes that, you know, we kind of got to be educated in all cultures and all things, because if we as black people get offended by certain things and certain certain nuances that we go through, you got to kind of understand what Nick Cannon said and and why the Jewish community would feel a certain type of way. Yep. So anti-Semitism, the belief or behavior hostile toward Jewish people just because they are Jewish. It may take the form of religious teachings that proclaim the inferiority of Jewish people. For instance, the political efforts to isolate, oppress, and otherwise injure them. It may also include prejudice or stereotyped views about Jewish people. So when when you listen to that definition, let's let's, let's really look into this. Compared to what Nick Cannon said, his first apology, his apology, he, he was coming from an individual that had a viewpoint that was saying, 
hey, a lot of black people, they deal with the same thing. And I think right now we're in such a very a sensitive arena when it comes down to race and different cultures. It's nobody wants to be one up of who had it worse. And I think that's where the problem lies. A lot of people have had it bad. Um, a lot of, you know, first off, I take nothing away from what has happened to the Jewish people with, with the Holocaust. And that for, it was horrible. I take nothing what's happened away from black people and, and Spanish, every the Indians, um, Native Americans. You cannot, you cannot create a fair landscape exactly. on who's, who's had, suffered the most. Now, as a black man, I will say I can for my own culture, man, 400 years, it's, it's, it's been bad. And, and and well beyond and, that. And well, and well beyond if you really want to date back and go into history. So I think where Nick Cannon was trying to come from, not, I'm not, and I'm not trying to say I'm trying to defend Nick Cannon, but I think what he was trying to come from is, you know, when you read that definition, you can see some similarities. You can't divorce that definition from what some black people have endured or enduring, and you can definitely see the contrasting similarity between the two. And I think that's where he was trying to come from. I just think it was one of those things – it was a red flag. And I'm going to tell you something. The Jewish community is very powerful, very, very yeah, I know established what you're trying. the community, in, especially yeah. in the business world. Yeah, I know what you're trying to say. And uh, and with that said, man, there's there's a thing to be said for, like, context and what he said. So, like, a lot of the, the statements about the melanate, melanated skin and, and all these different type of things that he was kind of getting into. And I, I don't want to play it over again to kind of air that on our platform because I feel like if it was disrespectful to somebody, then it's disrespectful disrespectful and I I don't want to play it. But, you know, going back to his apology, initially it didn't seem sincere. It just seemed like just reading it, it just seemed like he didn't understand what he said in the moment and was trying to stand tall on what he said. And often at times when you don't feel like you're right and you're going to do that, you know what I mean? But his second apology where I think, I don't know if you saw it on Facebook. It was like a really, really, really long post. He seemed contrite. He seemed like he did hear a few people that were in his ear as far as just black people who supported him, black people who didn't support him and the Jewish community. I think he heard it and wanted to, to get some education on the matter and what he said and why it offended people. So I think as a result of that, you know, I thought he was on the right path, but then when I heard that he got, fired and subsequently wilding out Nickelodeon and all the background things that he was involved with. Then I was like, Whoa, you know what I mean? Because for me, I'm like, damn, like all of what he did was wiped out in an hour and a half of a podcast. And I think that's where it becomes when we start looking at the differences, how he can say this and mind you, when I want to, I want to keep stumping this. I am not trying to justify or make right what he said. I believe just like in this world we live in and people need to be educated. We need to be educated more on what we're saying when you do these things. And I'll say right now, we're not super educated. I got like three books upstairs on King Leopold as far as, um, you know, he's in Belgium and he killed a lot of black folk and white folk. You know what I'm saying? Um, and you can go into detail with that. And I have another book upstairs. Like they're like super thick that I, I personally want to get knowledge on and be more understanding of our people, what we've gone through and just society at whole. So that's the thing that Nick Cannon supposedly has started, but hasn't quite grasped yet fully. You know what I mean? So the, the, the part is 
you know, you got kind of got to be responsible with the platforms that you have. Even us with our our 50 downloads or 100 downloads or whatever it may be per episode. We got to be responsible in what we say. We got to be responsible in what we say based on what we do as well um, for a living. So we can't say all of the things that you truly Mm -hmm. may feel and, and may still get in trouble for as far as what we say. But I think that we have the not saying we're better than Nick Cannon, anything like that. But I still think even if we weren't even if we didn't do what we did for a living, I th- still think we would speak a little bit more um, cautiously, cautiously, because we don't want to offend anybody. And and if we did, I know you and I would be willing to stand on that offense, because I, typically if I offend you and I and I'm steadfast in my point, then I'm going to stand on that. You know what I mean? But and we can agree to disagree. But and, and the thing is, and not to be the dead horse, but it wasn't if we saying something and it is offensive, especially if I didn't know that I'm offending you or if I'm if I'm not coming across that way, I have no problem saying, hey, you know what? That's not where I was coming from. Here's my viewpoint. Let's come to an understanding. The more powerful thing is he said this and in minutes everything was taken away. Why is that not the same across the board? And I'll leave that as a rhetorical question because that can go down a rabbit hole for we, we this quick part could turn into a long drawn out part and we can never get anything get into anything else. So for Nick Cannon, I definitely know this was a learning lesson. I do see what he's trying to say. Hey, well, I should still have the rights to wilding out and the things that he's created. And but that, the business, the business, business the business wasn't your business exactly. wasn't right in that aspect as far as intellectual property and all these different type of things. So, you know, that's a lesson to all of us. Like we thought Nick was doing the damn thing, but it's, it's kind of a part of, Hey, do you want your intellectual property and you may receive a little less on the front end and then you'll get your money in the back end. Like what's the long game? You know what I'm they saying? They fronted the program. They fronted the process. They put it on, they put the money up, they made it happen and they put your name on it, which made you feel like you had ownership. But at the end of the day, you would just showed who really owned that program. I don't care if it says Nick Cannon presented Viacom. Yeah. Yeah. Own that. Yeah. And, and, and back to the, uh, you know, the lack of understanding and, and the lack of education. Uh, what we were saying earlier is just like the lack of complexity of understanding cultures and the culture within the culture and, and all these things. Like you got to understand that Hitler did the same thing. Now, I'm not comparing Nick Cannon to Hitler, not, but it started out with, certain type of speech, certain type of rhetoric heard over and over and over again to eradicate a whole society as far as Jewish people. So any, you got to understand that they're going to be cautious to when any of that type of thing starts up the same way. Black folks are going to be cautious to when uh, we're out here being killed for a traffic in a traffic stop. You know what I'm saying? The second we start seeing certain things like that, you're going to jump right on it mm-hmm. and, and you're going to, I won't say overreact, but you're going to act accordingly to, to eradicate that type of behavior, that type of speech from, from anybody's memory banks. You know what I mean? Because there are people that are still alive. Um, and I don't know if you've been, I don't want to get into too deep into it, but there are people that are still alive as far as Holocaust survivors that will tell you all the things that they went through. And then when you hear what Nick said, then you will kind of understand and have some empathy for that. Definitely a, a difficult situation. Um, and one that one thing that needs to happen is just more of the educational piece and the conversational piece just on people, cultures, races in general. And 
it also just goes to show you most of all overarching over all of this we don't need to be better white people black people jewish people um native americans we need to be better human beings absolutely absolutely man and uh kind of to take us out on on this topic i just want to say that a lot of the things that nick and professor griff said on there weren't inaccurate you know what i mean so it wasn't a a total waste of an episode but at the same time the small piece that you get out of there it kind of diluted the whole entire message is nick cannon a great guy a great businessman and provided jobs for a lot of minorities as a result of a billion dollar industry that is wilding out absolutely should he be allowed to return um you know upon the proper education and 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 contriteness and all that stuff absolutely all we're saying is and this is just cash's point here is that that man shouldn't have to lose his entire job and and everything that he's helped build up at viacom you know for this poor judgment as far as just his opinion on things that's a tough one because i think i think we talking out of both sides of our mouth when we say that. Yeah. Because yeah. if, if it happens the other way, we expect the individual to be fired immediately and we, there's no explanation about it. But now we're saying you shouldn't be fired. Give the ben- yeah, give the benefit of the doubt. So it, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pickle. Yeah, yeah. Some, it, some might say we tap dancing right now and I so, wouldn't. Yeah, so it's a pickle. You can't say it's a what's, difficult. Good, what's good it's for difficult. the goose is good for the gander. And 50 cent, you petty as hell. And I'm just going to that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to keep it moving. Absolutely, absolutely, man. So... You know, let's let's get into the next topic real quick, and then uh, you know, we'll we'll, we'll come right back. Ladies and gentlemen, we live in a country that is built of competition. It's built of sports from basketball to football to golf to some people to tennis i mean it's just the sport list goes on and on and on but due to the arrival of corona lachey the virus the world the sports world is upside down basketball is played in a bubble sports uh, soccer matches are played without fans the football season is as i think it's safe to say is in limbo? It's in limbo. I don't see any real powerful strides towards a season. Like, you haven't heard anything. You've heard everything about the NBA as they were beginning and the bubble and all these breaking news about what they were doing to kind of get the players there and, and precautions they were taking. But I don't know if you're really seeing too much of that at the NFL. I mean, in two weeks, training camp supposedly, supposedly opens. opens. And I think it's much more difficult for the NFL in comparison to the, the sheer uh, number, sheer number of bodies, people training. So it's so much that goes into it. But before we go to the NFL, let's talk about the bubble, the bubble that is the NBA. Can we talk about the complaining that they've been doing, man? They talk about that it's hard and the, the, the facilities are not what they're accustomed to. Like, first off, shut up, fam, fam. You just got to do this for a couple Couple months, man. Shut Couple up. months, man. Like Dame, Dame Lillard compared it to, damn, man. I feel like I'm about to go do a bid. First of all, like none of bid. We we can't relate. I can't relate. You know what I'm saying? I can't compare a deployment to doing a bid. Like I still got my freedoms and liberties. Stop it, fam. So first off, it just goes to show you just somewhat. I mean, how entitled an individual can be when you're just making millions. So. I think we as a as a society have it backed up that we pay our athletes this much and our teachers that little. But once again, we're not gonna go, we we're uh, not gonna drive that boat. 
But all in all, man, are you excited at least? I mean, we got Hell shit. Yeah. It's the twentieth. We got ten days until this thing start up. Because I love sports. So as much as I talk about how much they get paid. Guide now, now get on out there and play basketball. Hey, we I need know, something. I know, man. I was concerned about their safety and stuff like that for about a hot two seconds. No, nah, I ain't concerned. Y'all can afford a doctor. But yo, man, I can't wait, man. I'm gonna be up late nights. I, I can't wait for that to return. As far as just so, are, are they gonna? So no fans are going to the games. Nah, man. Have you seen? Uh, have you seen the the bubble or like it just looks like a dining, uh, not a you know a dining room area or whatever, but just of course expanded and. Yeah, man, it just looks like an indoor gym, small indoor gym, and they got several, gym, you know, courts. So, I mean, it looked like something like Summer League, if you ever watch Summer League, that how small those courts mm-hmm. be, you know what I mean? So, it, it looks something like that. And I'm interested to see how the broadcasting is going to be and how it's going to, how that's going to be such a factor in what, how we watch and how we're entertained by it. You know what I mean? Because I don't, is this going to look like we're just watching pickup basketball at a high school gym? Or is it, you know what I'm saying? Because they're going to be the, the monstrosity that is ESPN. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And, you know, they have a whole lot of ESPN and all these other affiliates there as far as the cameramen. They got the whole shebang, man. And so I've been listening to a few podcasts on folks that are inside the bubble as far as reporters and, and all that, man. So they've been talking about all the measures they've been taking. They've really been on lockdown, man, so that they can be able to actually work their jobs and do what they need to do. So I, I'm just – I'm just – I don't know how to say it, man. I, I'm not too excited as far as that entertaining me. I'm just excited for the actual play. Let me ask this question for as a basketball fan. Does this championship have an asterisk to you? No, because I, I think I said it before. I think everybody's going through the same type of things. You know what I mean? Now, it they brought it up on ESPN. It, it may have an asterisk if LeBron, James Harden, Kawhi, if some of them all come down with coronavirus at certain times and then you – somebody else sneaks into the championship like say anybody outside of the clippers or the lakers on the west end up in the uh championship they, like the heat or like the heat they could be there too even the heat like if somebody like that lucks up and become and you know gets into the you know championship round as the finals rather yeah i would i would say that and if it's somebody drastic not not somebody where you'd be like okay they battled their way in and if it's because of coronavirus so it kind of it may have that asterisk based on the coronavirus effect for me. So basketball, at least they're moving steps forward. Football, I don't think they can go past the fact that the Washington football team, they lost their name. Apparently, they've lost their mind. They got about 15 sexual allegations going on. Right, right. That's just a a situation where you got a franchise that's just out of control. Yeah, you had the uh, director, personnel, the assistant director, and then the play-by-play commentator that were all kind of ID'd as far as being a part of the uh, sexual harassment or verbal abuse. And then them cats were mysteriously let go the same week. But how long did they know about this abuse? This span for a 10 year span up to, uh, I forget, I think it's like 2014 or 2015, something like that. And then coincidentally, the owner trying to sell. Snyder, Snyder's trying to sell? They said one of the my, my minority owners is trying to sell their shares. Oh, okay. So people just, I mean, the, the ship's burning and people trying to hop off. I really just I, I just hope they get that situation under control. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what they rename the team. I know the popular name is the is the is the Washington Red Tails. I don't see that happening, even though I think it'd be a dope name. I think that cat in Washington that guy has over 40 patents on possible names is a genius. Oh my goodness, he's a genius because now they they in a legal war with him, just going back and forth. like he. It seemed like he thought of everything, but. 
you know, but how do you think of every name though? I, I don't know, man. He just took, I mean, people take this up as a hobby. And uh, again, man, as I was reading up on it and looking it up, I'm like, people actually do patents on a whole lot of shit that may never come to fruition just in case it does, you know? So, and that, that same for with uh, website names and all that. I didn't know that was like a real lucrative business, but apparently this man has hit the jackpot. Because if they get one of his patents, he can just ask for percentages of the merchandise. I remember prayers put that in the thing yeah. and he's set for life. Yeah, he will be, and I, I think that's a smart move, smart move, man. As far as the name goes, man, I love the Red Tails name. I, hopefully, they just pay that man, and, you know, and, and they name it that, man. I think that's the best possible thing that they can do. I mean, I heard the Wolves, the Red Wolves, because that's a favorable name towards Native Americans as far as that goes. So, you know, anything that would cater to, you know, black folks, Native Americans, whatever, in a positive light, I'm, I'm all for it. And honestly, I'm for it. I just want you to get a name that just that fits. Just get a name that goes for you, and then you're not offending somebody. Let's just keep it moving. Let's get back. To, let's get back to football. But yeah, but yo, the one last thing. I don't know how with these sexual allegations and the stuff with the patent and it renaming, how they're gonna get all this done before the season starts. The name and branding. Trust me. Name, branding, jerseys, like that. They got lots of money. When you got lots of money, you can do a lot of things a lot real fast. Yeah, it's just it's just a super super short period, period. short time frame. So we, we shall see. Yeah, man. So with that said, man, that's it for sports. Uh, unless you got anything else. No, man. Let, listen, let, let's pass on. Let's pass. To me. Oh, buddy. Walk it like I talk it. Everything isn't all grand in Migos Lane. They should make a song about it. Got a bad lawyer. He took my money. So I think it's important to note that before we get into this Migos filing a lawsuit against their legal representation, that we, we kind of ID that this isn't towards the label, but it is. Didn't read the country. Yeah. So I know you had some thoughts on it. Uh, Hud, I'll let you lead with that, then I'll come in with my my understanding of it all. Let me let me first off, let me put you guys on. So the Migos on a legal dispute that their lawyer that they've had for years has been taking money from them, millions they're saying that he's stolen. And when I hear this, I just think of the temptations. I just think of um the five heartbeats. I just think of what was, what was Bobby Brown, uh, new edition, yeah. just bad legal representation that took advantage of black groups, uh, groups, because it has happened to multiple groups of multiple nationalities. And I keep asking myself, I, I don't feel bad for you. Like, you got 12 chains around your neck. You got all these cars and skirt, skirt. <laughs> but yet you won't take the time to look at a contract before you sign and let somebody else deal with all your money. So let me take you back to a time where these young cats were broken and broke. You know what I'm saying? I don't think you, when you're trying to get on, as much as you've seen it, I don't think too many of these young cats are worried about lawyers and, and all that stuff. I think they're worried about getting on, establishing themselves, getting some money and getting up out of poverty. I don't, I think the lawyer thing and, and setting themselves up legally is the last thing on their mind for most of them because they don't have a true business mind. So I understand that. But how long have Migos been around? 
Uh, they had a nice little run. They had a nice little run, but so they're cold right now. They they had a nice little run. They four, I believe their fourth Adam, uh, album is still on hold. Yeah. Uh, so, therefore, they've had at least three albums. So, after your first album, you had a decent amount of money. But are you going to... You making money and you rolling in a dough. You at the height of your career. Are you really going to derail that to address the elephant in the room? Let's just think... Let's think about if me and you had an issue right now, but the gravy train is kind of going well. You know what I'm saying? Money, the amount of money that's coming in, you know what I mean, is more than I've ever we've ever gotten together, right? But then when the money starts slowing up a little bit, then this comes to light. You know what I mean? Or or maybe just something to where we got to part ways. Cash. You know I'm going to look at the dollars <laughs> on, on day one. So, but I think that's just... I'm also coming from a I'm I'm 30 none of your damn business years old so therefore um I'm going to look at that differently. I get it. Coming out we just oh lord we come from Atlanta we just got a deal. We got some money in our pocket so therefore let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Gentlemen, you got to put yourself in a better situation. And we've seen this story time and time again and I really do hate to keep saying this and looking at this from a black perspective but I'm, I ain't never seen this happen to Justin Bieber. Uh, I ain't never seen this happen to uh, Justin Timberlake. Or, you know, um, you never, you never uh, know. Kids on the but think, you got to think about the upbringing, though, too. You 100% You got to think about the upbringing. They correct. may have and know to get their legal matters and affairs in order prior to signing contracts, prior to doing certain things. They may have a little bit more education as far as parents. You think Quavo and them ain't never seen five heartbeats when they was growing up? I think they have, but... It, it still don't matter, man. When you put yourself in that situation and coming from where they come from, I, I think it's a totally different story. I think it's easier said than done to kind of to get right as far as where you're talking about the comparison between a Justin Bieber or Justin Timberlake yeah. or any anything like that. Like it's kind of hard to compare. But I want to take it back to uh, the owner of the label of Quality Control. Um, I think that he. His statement, and I'm not going to read it, but I'll try to surmise it as best as possible. He basically said that he kind of is disheartened by everything that's coming out. Like, it took all this time for you guys to kind of put this out there in the air as if I'm doing bad business when he's done nothing but great business by them. And then, huh, here's the other thing you got to take into concern. Their, their owner, he a street dude by nature. You know what I'm saying? So you have to imagine how much money was put into the Migos on the front end you know what I mean? Prior to them becoming who they really are, because prior to them signing with QC, the Migos were just like anybody else trying to find a hit, trying to find a lane. And it wasn't until they truly got with QC that they were out of here. You know what I mean? As far as the money that they put behind this group, nobody will ever know if they were handling it on a street level. Just all right, man, here's 50,000. Go shoot that video. Here's this. Here's that. I can guarantee you. Even as QC and their their president, not president, but owner, growing as a businessman, I can guarantee you all that shit ain't written down in no ledger. You're probably right. You know what I mean? So they operate kind of as a family. And, and, you know, I know you're not super duper in the music, but that's how their label has operated, man, as far as how they move and everything was family oriented. So that's where I'll kind of dial it back and say this shit wasn't this shit isn't the same. You know what I mean? I think it's a. One of their their owners are getting these cats truly out of poverty, and now you know now they want to come back and look at the uh, the fine lines and stuff like that. I think there is the Migo side, there's QC side, and then there's there's a true somewhere there's a true somewhere in the middle. And I guarantee somewhere there is somewhere where somebody was eating, 
And definitely, because in that business, when you look at when they had their little run, Migos was everywhere. Like, there's, like, YouTube videos on how to make a Migos video. It's, it's quite hilarious. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, there's a lot going on. But definitely, that's something that I hope they get together. And I think it's for all you uh, aspiring artists out there. I hope it's something you guys look into, man. Before you get into business, before you get into these things, make sure you're taking a look at what you're signing and what you're doing. Because all deals ain't good deals. All people ain't here for you. Moving on to the bad deals. Meg the Stallion got popped, man. Man, I really hope that ain't how it happened. Yeah, I hope, uh, yo, Tory in for it, man. If it, if it is indeed um, what he did allegedly, you know what I mean. And, and yo, what they they were in the hills partying. I'm like, why did you even need a weapon up there, bro? Like, what were you doing? Like, this shit is it's crazy, man. Like with all the stuff that's been happening in Cali, you had Pop Smoke dying out there um, a couple months ago. Rest in peace to rest him. Rest in peace to Pop. And um, you know, I know Tory said something recently in an interview uh, a couple months ago as far as like, hey man, if I need a, a weapon, I think he said something about a we- needing a weapon somewhere, I don't need to be there. So, kind of you know, clearly backtracked on that statement. Um, but yeah, I don't know what possibly could have gone on between the two to where gun violence needed to happen. But yo, if he indeed did that, man, yeah, I, I think he's he's a scum to pull out a weapon on a woman at any time. Like, I don't know what part of gangster is that like, no, it definitely, that's, that's not gangster, you know, and you know, I laugh and joke about it, but if that really was the case, first off, Tori needs some help and he needs some, some, some time. Yeah, trying, to trying to live out that thug shit, man. Like, come on family, like you're R and B singer. Like, okay, you've been through whatever you've been through, but you, you, you're, you're successful. You're successful at this point in your life. Like, so why why have a, a pistol on you? I don't know what he's going through, but, I mean, typically, man, and, and you come from Miami, I come from New York, we both not street dudes, but we grew up in some tough environments. Like, you know nine times out of ten, if you got it on you, eventually you're going to use it. You gonna Somebody going to pull your card. You keep playing with it, somebody going to eventually pull your card. And I don't know what Meg the Stallion could have done to pull your card. So as a man, what a woman had, could have done to pull your card to make you feel like you need to shoot her. I don't know if this was a joke that went wrong. And 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 that's what the hope that, that I'm going with. I'm hoping that y'all was playing around being foolish. And you was playing saying, I'm going to shoot your pinky toe off. And then she was blah, blah, blah. And you thought she was going to move. I don't know how that played out. But unfortunately, it, it's definitely a... If that is the way it played out, because I wasn't there, you weren't there, and there is some conflicting reports about what happened. So hopefully once the truth comes out, it does not come out to be what they said it was, and we can get some type of uh, clarification. But if it is happening, and it did happen that way, Tori, man, you, you definitely you definitely the coucher of the week of the month for having to shoot her like that. That's, that's not cool. Yeah, I don't know what reason can come out, man, but if cancer culture was a thing, you know, I don't know how he comes back from this. Like, you know, this is like, a huge step up from Chris Brown. You know what I mean? Like, shit, to to go from putting physically your hands on somebody to damn near ending somebody's life because, okay, you shot her in the foot, allegedly, if this happened. But, like, imagine so many things could have gone wrong, man. Like, so many things could have gone wrong to where this young lady who is on the, the verge of superstardom, she just probably one album away. From really being from that. From really being that, 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 I wouldn't even say that woman because... Everything she puts out damn near is gold at this point until she gets out of her situation and rectifies it with her label and stuff like that. But, like, yo, she's she's doing the thing, man. So to derail that, man, it, it's just it, it's crazy, man. And because right now she really is next in line. It really went from Nicki Minaj to Cardi B, and now she is really next in line. So to do talented, that. Talented, talented young lady. Yeah, talented young lady. So to do that is definitely disheartening. So, I mean, 
Cash, I don't, I don't know what else we got on the. On, we do, on we the, do, we got. Yeah, we gonna briefly touch on some new music. Oh, now we ain't going deep dive go or whatever. It. Joey Badass dropped a three pack EP, uh, featuring one of the songs featuring Pusha T. That's pretty fire. You know, I'm a Pusha T stand, so I'm all, also, you know, going to advocate for that. But uh, you know, it's a nice little teaser for Joey Badass from Brooklyn, New York, of course. You know, what I'm saying hometown represent, and uh, you know, I'm excited for his new album. Um, oh, Kanye. Just dropped uh, something on, uh, I think I saw it on Too Cool, the blog, or Elliot Wilson on Instagram. Uh, Kanye has an album coming out on the 24th, next Friday. Okay. So a lot of titles look, you know, a little gospel-ish, but, you know, I don't I don't know what to expect of it. So so we'll, we'll see, man. I know I'm going to listen. You know, I always say I'm not, but, you know, speaking of Mr. Prez, he was at adamant about not listening to Kanye anymore because of his crazy stances. So uh, Kanye is one of those artists that you, you, you have to listen because Kanye can give you pop magic or he can give you just complete dis disheartment. So, and that's just the, the lyrical person that he is. And a good thing about music nowadays is uh, I pay for a streaming service. If I like it, I add it to the playlist. If I don't, I don't have to listen to it no more. And just like that, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, who else uh, dropped something? Uh, Chalumbo, the deluxe album. So I don't know if you had a chance. I know that was a part of your top five R&B list, right? Or was that? That was one of you guys' top five. No, it wasn't no mine. Somebody, somebody had Chalumbo on there. But the deluxe version, that came out. So uh, I haven't got a chance to check that out. But. Cuddy and Eminem had the single. Yeah, man. Uh, I enjoyed it. I thoroughly liked Eminem's Relaxed Foe. I like Cuddy all day. So whenever Cuddy album dropped, I'm... I'm gonna stop what I'm doing to listen to it, but uh, I think you had a differing opinion. No, I didn't like it at all. What did you not like about it for the listeners? So when I was listening, first off, if the song don't kind of get me going in a little bit, I'm not even gonna get through it. The lyrical execution didn't didn't I capture didn't, you no, like Joyner Lucas. No, the the delivery that just I just wasn't feeling it. I mean, oh, but man. You know, I'm not the music head, so I know Prez is gonna be somewhat cringing when he hears this. He's like, "Hut, oh," but listen. Yeah, it just it's just it's, it it's bars, it's bars, man. It's it's made it to my my rotation as at least listening to it several times daily, just because of not even Kid Cudi. I think the relaxed flow of Eminem and the punchlines that he was saying was pretty dope on that one. So I'm not even going front on that one. Uh, but yeah, with that said, man, there's a few other R&B joints. Blue and XL, XL, uh, Exile dropped. So check that out, and and that's really what I've been checking for um, this past Friday. Well, that sounds like you got a um, very... Oh, there's also one more other new song that dropped. Everybody Ain't Your Friend? Is that no, no. See, we being serious. <laughs> Go I ahead. About this. What's the other wow. one? Wow, <laughs> see, I try to take stuff serious and they still... That shit is still in my head, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's a good song. Uh, uh, or bad. Uh, bad song stick in your head, too. Well, whatever. You listening. August, I've seen and Rick Ross drop the new joint. Oh, Entanglements. Entanglements. I wish we could play it because I haven't heard it yet. It's on YouTube. All right, we're going to check it out after okay. we... Is that against the rules, who to play that too? Yeah, that's against the rules, man. Because I got it, but... I know, we... I just want to know... I just need y'all to know... This, this not playing music and stuff like that, boy. August it's killing us. August is a little bull, boy. He just... Boy, that boy messy. Quite quite disrespectful, man. He, let it... Look, it's over, bro. Or is it? Because from the song... You're going to find on YouTube... From hey, the song... Y'all check it over. out. Check, check it out, man. I'm, I'm sure by the time y'all listen to this... But check this out. If you do me a favor, if you do go on YouTube and check it out, before before or after, go to our YouTube channel, subscribe, and you know what I'm saying, hit the notifications if we put you on. I'm just saying. For sure, for sure. Saying, I mean, for sure. Since you on that anyway. <laughs> <Play right laughs> on. Bing. 
ready. Exactly, exactly, man. But with that said, huh, man, I think I think this was a good pod, man. Quick and easy, man. The, the serene. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But uh, tell them where they can find us. Listen, man, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, uh, Patreon. Patreon. If you looking, you can find us. Apple Music, Spotify, Google. Are we on Google Music? Google? Yeah, we on Google. We everywhere. If you looking for a couch, we got one for you. Don't sleep on the couch. DSC underscore podcast or don't sleep on the couch. Look for us. You can find us. We appreciate everybody who takes the time to listen. We appreciate everybody who takes the time to share. And we appreciate everybody who takes the time to comment. If you got something for us, please shoot us an email. Don't sleep on the couch at gmail.com. We're here for you and we appreciate you. You got something for us, Cash? Yeah, check out our latest episodes. Uh, we just dropped uh, one with uh, covering Beanie Siegel. So we drop twice a week now. We're dropping a regular pod on Tuesdays and on Fridays. If all else um, doesn't fail, we will have a classic hip-hop album that we'll be reviewing. And they're under the radar hip-hop album. So be sure to check those out. We just gonna throw them out there. We're gonna put video up to it too and, and see how that, that goes for all the, you know, hip hop nerds out there. And if you like live and live entanglements, we go live on Facebook, man. Matter of fact, we got one coming up, man. So just Oh yeah, and that, that Facebook group is search uh DSC underscore podcast to be a part of that Facebook group. Yes, we have a page and a group. The group is private. That way we kind of get it in. But you can join. We pretty much accepting anybody, man, woman, child. Well, not child. We ain't, you know, you, it's grown folks. Man, woman, adult, child, and beast. You exactly, join. exactly. Join. We're going to go live. Uh, by 30 by time, minutes. Yeah, about 30 minutes. But by the time you're, you're seeing this and hearing this, it would already have gone live. So we're going to keep it up on Facebook. So, again, subscribe or join the group or whatever it is on Facebook because you know on Facebook a lot. But DSE underscore podcast, join the Facebook group. We're going to be talking about um, just some some pitfalls of parenting and, and what we can do better as far as parents uh, along our journeys. We all have collectively among the Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast have about what, uh, 10 children? <laughs> That's a whole lot of hundred. That's a whole lot of hundred, man. I don't, I don't pull out. <laughs> <Any day. laughs> hey man, but look, oh, we appreciate man. y'all for tuning in, man. We out, man. You out some? Uh, no, I'm out now. Yeah, he finally pulled out. <laughs> Yo, it's your man Rodrigo from the Don't See on the Couch podcast. Hey, do me a favor, man. Go to all your social media: your Twitter, your Instagram, your YouTube, your Facebook. Find us DSC underscore podcast. Like, share, subscribe. Hit us up. Peace.